Prepping for a slow economic collapse. How do you do it? We're going to talk about it on this episode of Survival Dispatch News. This Survival Dispatch video is brought to you by Victos Tactical Apparel, creating innovative tactical gear for combat, training, everyday carry, and R&R. And we're back with Survival Dispatch News, and today we're going to talk about a gradual economic collapse. And if you ask me, this is probably the worst case scenario. And if you want to get prepared for the worst case scenario, make sure you get down there and you hit that like and subscribe button for us. Click the bell icon to get notified every time we upload a new video here on Survival Dispatch. But uh, Mike, this is a topic that uh, you and I kind of discussed beforehand, and this, if you ask me, is the true worst-case scenario because I feel like no one knows how to prepare for it. Yeah, not only is it the worst-case scenario, but it's also the most likely scenario. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. I mean, this is this – is, we're seeing this happen, and, and people keep on going, oh, but my EMP, guys – Stop worrying about the damn EMP. You've got the disaster right in front of you. It's happening, and we're living through the consequences of it now. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Everybody wants to, you know, romanticize, like, the worst-case scenario, right? Like, oh, the grid goes down or, you know, this, this whole, you know, rapid economic collapse where there's, you know, no rule of law and it's just like the Wild West and it's just – I don't feel that that is as probable as what we're seeing right now, which is basically just this slow burn, this like rotting from the core from all of this loose monetary theory. And it really is an incredibly dangerous situation that I think a lot of people have no idea how to prep for because we all think that, okay, we're going to, we're going to get our preps and, you know, SHTF is going to happen. And then we're going to like, we're going to bug out or whatever it is we're going to do. But if that never happens, I kind of worry that a lot of preppers are going to be like, well, what's going on? What are we what are we supposed to do? We never talked about this. Worst apocalypse ever. Yep. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah. Pe people people that don't prep for for realistic scenarios are why daddy drinks. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I understand how that goes. So. You know, let, let's talk about it a little bit. You know, what is a slow economic collapse? And, you know, I think what we're kind of seeing right now is just this slow degradation of the currency is the first thing that I would be looking for. Uh, it may not necessarily be reflected in the stock market. I think that's what a lot of people look at. And they're like, but Chris, the stock market's up. Okay, yeah, but that's kind of inflated, if you ask me. We're not going to get into a full, you know, stock market talk today. But, you know, I think that everyone's expecting like the crash like we had back in the great depression and i don't think that we're going to see something like that i mean it's possible but i think it's just going to be this gradual slow decline and the value of your dollar is going to get less and less as you know more and more people uh opt for different currencies and your buying power is basically just going to be reduced honestly i think that's really what we're looking at here in the near term future right and you're you're absolutely correct in that matter, and and it is it's it's never these these events. Everybody everybody always thinks that that you know the the end of the world is is going to happen all of a sudden in two minutes. No, no, those that's black swan events, and and those are few and far between. If you look at it historically, black swan type events are very very rare. What we're looking at here is we're we're looking at a at a gradual economic degradation it's erosion is what it is the wind and the water are going to slowly wear us down and if you take a historical precedent you go back you look at 
Babylon, you look at Rome, you look at you look at the French Empire, you look at the British Empire, you heck, you look at the Inca Empire, you look at all these big empires. What happened to them? Economic degradation from inside is what what happened each and every time. So, um, so what you know where where are we at with all this? You know, and and I've got a I've got a couple of little facts and figures that and and believe me, the guy the folks from Forward Observer are awesome for being able to give us all, all this information. They keep track of the the economics on this stuff very, very well. If you're not subscribed to them, I should I, I would strongly suggest that you you get over there to Definitely. Ford Observer and and take a look at the data that they come up with. Intelligence information is boring. Deal with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're uh what was it that we said in the intelligence world? You have to dig through a mountain of coal to find a diamond. Those guys do a lot of digging for you. All right. That's true. So in the U.S. economy, uh, looking at right now, uh, you know, what's actually going to happen? Well, for starters, we've got $32.925 trillion in, in national debt. We have got the highest per capita personal debt that the U.S. has ever had. The U.S. And that's U.S. population. I'm not talking about national debt. I'm talking each household, each person in each household has a higher personal debt than the United States have, has ever had. A lot of people kept spending during COVID on credit cards, yep. right? So that's that's a bad thing. Um, so now we got a looming government shutdown screwing around out there, and it really smells to me like like the right side of the the aisle is is going to go ahead and just shut it down just to make a point, which. You know, the left side of the aisle has done it a couple of times in the past. I wouldn't blame them. Um, but we're not here for politics now, are we? Uh, the big thing is uh, the last time we had a big blip in the U.S. economy was 2008 when we had the we had the residential um, residential real estate uh, bubble pop. Yeah, the housing right. bubble. Right. Well, we're looking at an inverse of this whole thing right now because now it is the corporate real estate bubble that's getting ready to pop so the the primary indicator for this comes off of the west coast um which traditionally is the best indicator for for this and they normally have the highest uh corporate real estate uh occupancy in the nation currently out of the west coast Real estate occupation out there is at 30%. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean, you know, just high rise buildings. That means everything from little mom and pop bodegas down in the corner, all the way up to high rise corporate buildings and humongous warehouses, 30%. All right. 30%. And some of that may be skewed because that's one of the numbers that's required to maintain leases on, on properties. So, Somebody may be fudging numbers on that. Here's the big deal with this. So in 2008, when the residential market had its had its big burp, um, it did not affect the the um, the corporate market at all. Inversely, corporate real estate, if it goes down, if we have a huge crash in corporate real estate, it will absolutely domino and affect the residential real estate market 
big time. That and we've seen a lot of inflation in the um we've seen a lot of inflation in the in the residential market anyway, not to the point where it's beyond self-sustainment, but if we have a big pop in the corporate real estate side plus we've already got high inflation and we're looking at another round of higher inflation coming out of the Fed, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to the days of of my parents when I'm pretty sure they bought a house that I grew up in and had I want to say like a 19 percent interest mortgage. Oh yeah, something yeah. like that. We're getting ready to see that again. That's not good, and that's going to just crush everybody. Anybody that has savings, that is just going to mm -hmm. eat that away. So you're talking about real estate. Real estate trickles down to every other sector in the in the nation economically speaking so you're going to see all that then you're so as a result you're going to see significantly higher cost your dollar is going to be let worth less and less and less and less and this and god help us if they keep on printing money because yep. if they print money next thing you know you're going to have a five thousand dollar dinner at taco bell um yeah zimbabwe style and that's bad it reminds me of the movie uh, Demolition Man. I don't know if you remember that one, where it's like oh, yeah. now all restaurants are Taco Bell. That's right, because so, they won the franchise wars. Exactly. No, you, you made a really good point talking about the difference between commercial and, and you know private real estate. And everything that's been going on since the events of 2020 obviously have weighed heavily on the real estate market because I know housing in my area is just insane as far as pricing is, is concerned, but yet the interest rates keep going up and the price doesn't come down. So it's like, I'm sitting here in my, my residential house. And I'm like, man, it'd be great to sell, but I can't afford to go anywhere else. Right. Uh, so it's like, you know, you kind of feel stuck in that situation. And now if interest rates keep going up, that's just going to cut into everybody's, uh, you know, wallet. And like yep. you're talking about, your dollar is going to buy less and less. So, you know, let's talk about this from a prepping standpoint. I think one of the most overlooked preps, which typically we harp on all the time during this type of a collapse, is going to be food. We've seen food inflation so much now. I, I'm ashamed to say it's like the last time we went to the grocery store, it was like 500 bucks for like one cart of groceries. And we weren't even getting anything crazy. I'm, I'm telling you, we're not getting like filet mignon here uh, in central Indiana. There's Athena. She's a concurring with my thoughts. She wants her filets. By God, that dog wants steak. <laughs> I can't blame her. I would too, but it's so ridiculous and expensive yeah. right now. And, you know, one of the things that we see is like, the price of food just keeps inching up. So if you start working on your food preps now and start building those up, you can supplement later on when you've got less money to spend on food. That way you're not hurting as much for your nutritional needs. Right. And, you know, rice and beans are still cheap and they store the best. Wheat in the United States is still cheap. Um, now, here's one of the other big problems. So um, you're seeing... We've seen, and everybody's going to scream, "Oh, global warming!" No, not global warming. Um, you're seeing, you're seeing the culmination of, I want to say, five years of drought currently in southern China. Um, they're they're looking to they're 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 looking this winter to start into famine, more than likely so. Uh, especially since a whole lot of countries have said, no, we're not going to ship to you anymore. One of the biggest places that they imported food from, uh, because they are the largest importer of food in the world, by the way, uh, one of the places that they imported uh, uh, rice and grain from 
predominantly was India. And India just put a moratorium on uh, on export of food. Rice, particularly. Uh, rice, particularly. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not exporting any food at this point. Um, maybe 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 they see the writing on the wall. Um, but then uh, so, you know, we had a we had a nasty little drought up in the Palouse region uh, up there in eastern eastern Washington, Oregon, northern uh, northern mm -hmm. Idaho, that area, which is really one of the greatest grain producing areas in the United States. They're out of that now. And I mean, they had a bumper uh, yield this year. They're doing great. But um, you look at. Uh, a huge quantity of uh, of food that was normally feeding not only Europe, but also most of the third world came out of the breadbasket of Europe, Ukraine. And a lot of that land is currently being tilled using artillery. Not the best form of, of plowing the fields, if you ask me. I mean, it aerates it and it puts a lot of nitrates into the soil very, very well. It's just not really good, not really easy to flatten out after it's done, especially with all the unexploded stuff still laying around because, you know, Russian quality of, of manufacture. Um, so, yeah, so you're running, you know, Europe and the U.S., we're not going to run out of food. OK, I would expect here in the next in the next couple of years, you're probably going to see you're going to probably see a lot of people starve around the around the world. Are we going to run out of food here in the U.S.? No, we're not going to run out of the food here here in the U.S. What we are going to do is you're not going to be able to get the food you want. OK, I don't see anybody starving here, but I don't see you getting the food you want. You want your Kobe beef, you know, hamburger from Good Burger luck. King. Good luck. It isn't going to happen. All right. So, um, and, and a lot of this comes down to, um, you know, you're, you're, it's not just the U S that is in this, that is in this problem. A large quantity of the world is in this problem. So a couple more facts and figures that I pulled previously, um, everybody's like, Oh, China is going to completely take everything over through, through bricks plus. Well, let, let me, let me throw a couple things out there for you for, for the Chinese economy. Um, the Chinese economy, uh, they, they, they're like any good communist or socialist nation. They fudge the numbers a lot. You're the good kidding. part is I know it is hard to believe I can see the shock on your face. I'm just stunned, Mike. I'm stunned that they would not tell the truth. Here, here, have have a have that a head might of this. Help. That might help. That might help mm -hmm. a lot, actually. All right. So you've got this famine running there, right? They're looking to lose a few million people, which you know, when you got 1.2 billion people, lose a couple million. Eh, Chinese don't care. Um, you've got a massive overspending that has been happening for decades over there. Um, if you look at uh, like those ghost cities, if you haven't actually read up on those, that's some interesting documentaries. They've got entire cities that are that only have caretaker staffs. That's wild. There's a couple of great YouTube videos on that. Um, the big thing is they have a massively aging demographic in their country. They and uh, they and Russia are aging. Their populations are aging at a greater rate than anybody else. A lot of a lot of this uh, comes down to um, a lot of the policies in in China. A lot of that comes down to a lot of their policies, like the single child family stuff, like that. Yep. Um, that policy for a long time, yeah, that has screwed a lot of things up. 
And one of the things that makes them very dangerous on that single child policy is the no females. Now you have got several dozen, well, you've got several hundred million young men with no possibility of ever finding a mate. And historically speaking, that happens to turn into wars each True. and every time because mm -hmm. a nation finds itself or a region, you know, if you look at uh, if you look at Scandinavia when they had their glut of men. Yeah. OK, we're going to go. We're going to send these, you guys go out there and find us treasure. And when a whole bunch of you don't come back, oh, damn, <laughs> you know, but if you to, do come back with treasure. Awesome. As to, take win -win. The, to take the words out of Jack Sparrow, you know, not all treasures, uh, gold and silver. Right. Exactly. Um, their Belt and Road Initiative is failing. Uh, it really is. You've got a lot of unhappy former clients out there that are starting to tell everybody about what they did. Uh, let's see. The, the PRC has been running the, the Panama Canal as a great example. They've been running it since 1999 give or take and what a mess it is at it it's it is at its poorest condition ever at this point and yeah it's a mess it's a train wreck um so the chinese economy the russian economy uh the european the eu's economy the u.s economy we're all tied together whether we like it or not okay and we have been we have been since the days of the roman empire okay everybody that says oh yeah. you know you know it was just post-world war ii no no it's been all tied together a long time before then kids so um bricks plus is a very tenuous agree uh agreement or an organization um a couple company or a couple new countries keep on wanting to come in but most of them have their hands out almost every single one of them has got their hands out wanting more and um so and even at the best even if the saudis got on board with bricks plus right the absolute best they can do so for anybody who's worried that bricks is going to wind up replacing the us dollar as the world as the world uh, currency at best, even if the Saudis jump on board, they can only match 20% of U.S. dollar liquidity in the world economy. 20%. That ain't going to do real good for them. Now, granted, they're going to be able to trade back and forth amongst each other. Look at what China and Russia are doing with, with oil. Yeah. But are they going to take over U.S. Uh, or are they going to take over the world economy? No, it's not going to happen. It's not no, going to happen. I, I love all these videos, you know, talking about how the, the dollar is going to fail and stuff like that. Now, and I'm not saying that the dollar is not going to weaken. Uh, and yeah. we are seeing that. We are seeing, you know, a slight weakening, especially when you're talking about, you know, how many people are trading in dollars and things like that at the moment. Uh, you know, that is definitely getting less, but it's not to the point where it's like, okay, it's going to go away. Uh, yeah. And I think that's, you know, kind of a fallacy that we like to talk about here in the prepper community yeah. that really just isn't going to work because people still value it. And, yeah. you know, you're talking about the BRICS currency and stuff like that. Right now, there's not too many people. I, I can't go out to, you know, Walmart and say, hey, I've got my BRICS bucks. I don't know what you want to call it. They're I've got Chinese, like, I, I've got PRC Yuan. Yeah, I got my yeah, Yuan. No. Uh, you want to give me my groceries? It's going to be like, uh, no, thank you. Go get yeah. dollars. 
Yeah, and uh, good and good luck trying to exchange rubles these days. Oh gosh, yeah, that's a train wreck to say the least. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the, the slow degradation of the economy. You know, like we're talking about, food inflation is going to be there. We're already seeing that. Uh, I would say, you know, for the most part, with this type of an economic collapse, I don't think you're going to have to worry about civil services as much. I'm not going to say that there won't be some failures here and there. We've seen that already with the, uh, you know, like the train wreck up in Ohio that totally messed everything up, uh, you know, with all the chemicals. Uh, we've seen, you know, issues with the power grid. I say the power grid is starting to weaken. It's obviously old. Uh, and so having some emergency power just in case to keep like your freezer and your refrigerator going could be an absolute lifesaver if something temporary happens to the grid. But I mean, even if we look back during the Great Depression, for the most part, the grid stayed intact. Of course, there were intermittent issues here and there. But if you can bridge those gaps, you should be in pretty good shape. Yeah, and actually here in the South, the the grid actually improved during the Depression. With a civilian conservation corps and the, the Tennessee Valley Authority, we actually got electricity here in the South. So, you know, yeah, that exactly. was one of the few pluses for the uh, for for you know the depression. Um so uh you know, and and one of the big things that a lot of people talk about, and I'm not gonna say that it's not a thing. But a massive economic downturn is a distinct possibility because you're actually starting to hear about hear about it from mainstream politicians up on 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 the hill talking about a digital dollar. Mm, yeah, and I've heard about this quote unquote great reset. Okay, mm-hmm. um, everybody well, we worries totally, about we totally it. Totally just deep torpedoed the video right there you said the forbidden words all in like one sentence yeah i did i did um and you know what i'd do it again but here's here's my point um and i'm not going to get into the digital dollar and i'm not going to do all that okay am i opposed to it absolutely it is a terrible 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 idea however the one thing that everybody continues to overlook if you look at centralized currencies in a very in a very um, heavily regulated environment, the very first thing that it spawns each and every time is a black market. Each yep. and every time. So you're gonna have you're gonna have your primary economy up here. You're gonna have a parallel economy running right along with it and it and in the US a barter economy is going to be quick fast and in a hurry we've already got everything in place to do it you watch how fast a barter economy rolls into place and you know what that's what we in the preparedness community have been preparing for funny how that works weird almost like you know almost like people in the preparedness world have been saying you need to be able to work with other people and work in a barter economy, trade services for goods instead of money, okay? Or trade goods for goods, either way. And it's it's been, I'll tell you what, that's been one of the biggest fights that I've seen in the preparedness world is trying oh, yeah. to get people to actually understand, hey, guys, a barter economy is a good thing. Oh, yeah. and, and guess what? Barter economy isn't trackable. It's true. 
It's true. And yeah, I, I think that that's, that's something that gets like dogged on all the time, right? You've got your people like, oh, well, you can't eat silver and gold. And I'm not, I'm not a gold bug or, you know, telling everybody go out and, you know, buy your bullion cubes or of gold. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things like it always crops up, even in the Black Depression or the Black Depression. That was good. The Great Dep Depression. There were black markets. There we go. That was what I was going for there, uh, wow. where, you know, you had people work things right. out. And I think that's even if you look at like modern day Venezuela, they have it there, too. And that's Huge. probably the, the most uh, recent, you know, event that most people could point to like, ah, right. that's what an economic collapse looks like. Right. So. It's like these economies are going to be there and having things that other people want is a great way to get the things that you need or you want uh, to make sure that your family makes it through in as less pain as possible. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's not going to be difficult to get through. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but it can be less difficult right. if you have these things ready to go. Right, exactly. And, you know, I mean, precious metals are, uh, you know, precious metals are a thing. I mean, you know, did I throw a little bit of money into a bag of junk silver? Yeah. yeah okay. Not? You know, silver dimes and silver quarters. Okay. Big deal. Okay. Got a few of those laying around. Do I expect that that's going to be the primary economy? No. Barter is going to be the economy. Now, will I accept silver and gold for my services? Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Cool yeah. I'm I'm fine with. It. I mean, I've accepted cash for my services before. Why not? Same right? thing. It's a, oh, yeah. a means of currency. I mean, it was difficult to deal with afterwards. I'm not going to lie. Flying home from Las Vegas with a suitcase of cash was. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's the life odd. we live, Mike. You right. But but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, brother. No, no. I was just I was just going to say. You know, I mean, it, don't think that the world's ending. Because the economy goes to crap. Okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. You just gotta be smarter. That's that's my whole point. That makes a lot of sense because you look at something. The most recent being 0708. You talked about that earlier. It was tough times back then, especially like trying to find a job or things like that. It was incredibly difficult to find a job. Now you got jobs everywhere, and that can go away just as fast. And so. I would say, honestly, the biggest prep you can do for a slow economic collapse is just to get your finances in order, yes. get your house in order so 100%. that you're prepared. You talked about credit card debt before. If you can make steps to get rid of that, I'm not saying you can do it all in one time. I understand it's a process, but if you can start making positive steps towards that, that can really help you out later on if your dollar starts getting less and less valuable. Yeah, big time. Because I'll tell you what. A lot of those credit card companies, uh, you if you look at the if you look at the the terms and conditions, What's they can core? increase that. They can increase mm -hmm. those interest rates when they want to. Mm -hmm. And man, I'll tell you, I am working myself to death trying to do nothing but pay off anything that is remotely variable. Yeah, variable interest is something you want to avoid if at all yeah. possible. And we saw that, you know, with the, yeah. the real estate crisis, you know, back in 07, 08, when the bubble popped. And so, right. uh, yeah, just try and get your household in order, you know, look to getting, you know, foods that your family will eat, that you can yeah. cycle through a great prep to have. And then just, you know, getting yourself insulated in case of a barter economy, having some of those things in there. I'm not saying go out and throw your whole paycheck at it, but you know, if you come across something, you know, maybe you think, hey, th that might be valuable later down the line. And it's right. a reasonable price now. Go ahead and pick it up and put it in the closet. You never know when you might need it for a right. rainy day. Yeah. Say you've already say you already have a wood stove. 
mm-hmm. in your house, right? And you find a spare rusty wood stove laying on, you know, off to the side at a yard sale or something for a buck. Man, pick that thing up. Oh, 100%. pick it up, clean it up yourself, retreat it, and then turn around and 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 have it have it for sale later on. You know, exactly. make some money. Use your skills in order to in order to do these things. We're all gonna have to side hustle. Bottom line. I mean, that's that's all that it comes down to. I mean, they don't they don't let me defuse bombs every day. What do I got to do? I got to side hustle, man. I got to do stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, are, is, is the U.S. economy going to hell? Absolutely, 100%. This winter is going to suck. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Gonna but I think next year is going to suck more. Hmm. I really honestly do. Because we're not only going to be looking at at a rapidly degrading economy that we're going to take, it's probably going to take at least the rest of the decade to dig out of this. You might as well just write this decade off. Um, but on top of that, I think you're going to wind up with civil unrest. You know, I mean, we've got a, we've got a looming probability of, of just some absolutely ridiculously stupid stuff coming up. I think we need, I think everybody needs to be aware of that. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're in an area where you can garden, man, you know, if you've made, and I, you know me, man, I'm screaming it from the, from the rooftops all the time. If you can make your mistakes with gardening and animal husbandry and stuff like that right now, where I can get seeds for 75 cents. Okay. I screwed up on this squash. I'm going to go down. I'm going to buy another, I'm going to buy another pouch of squash seeds and I'm going to replant these things because I screwed up because I didn't know better. And I didn't read the entire page on the, on the website. PLDR. Yep. Okay. My bad mea culpa. (laughs) All right. Do the things now, make sure that you know what it is that you're doing. Make your mistakes now. Okay, but be prepared to be able to be as self-sustaining as you can. Self-sustainability is the is that's the goal of of prepping in the first place. Okay, it's not it's not my bug out into EMP. No, that's not that's not the heart of it. Self-sustainability. All right. Being able to live a sustainable lifestyle. Do I want you know, do I do I figure that everybody is going to be able to go on ahead and go ahead and get their little mini farm. Oh, okay. But you know what? You can grow a little garden on your, on your, you know, on your porch. Okay. Little container garden. And if you don't know how to do that, buddy, I, we, we, you know, hit me up here. We can talk about it. Okay. It's not a difficult thing to do. Grow some, grow some cucumbers, grow some squash, grow some, grow some peppers. Congratulations! You just saved yourself some money, Definitely. right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, this this is this is not an incredibly difficult thing to do. No, it's not, and it's a great thing to practice now. You know, we talk about finding stuff at a garage sale, restoring it. Great skill to have. Start your gardening now. That's just going to help decrease your garden or your grocery bill, rather. Uh, and that's something that you'll always have. You'll have that skill. And that's something that's worth more in the long run than anything else is your skills. So, you know, I think we've yeah, go ahead, brother. What well, and and some of these skills, some of these skills, you know, you can you can learn some of them locally, but you know where another place is going to be good to be able to learn some of these skills. Another place to do that's going to be for Survival Dispatch Insider. Make sure you click on that that's link right. down in the description if you want to check that out. 
We're running some, uh, you know, promotions right now. I can't promise that those are going to last forever. So if that's something you want to do and you want to network with like-minded people and build a community here at Survival Dispatch, that's a great way to do it. So make sure you check that out down in the description. As always, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button on the way out, and we'll see you on the next one.